This podcast is not safe for work and will feature movie spoilers. It will feature scenes described of a graphic nature. It will contain language which most listeners may find offensive. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. This is episode 261. I'm your host Duncan McLeish. Welcome to the show. Up on episode 261, we continue our Listener Choice December series. This one, you guys were in charge, in control, in the driver's seat for Dream Double Bill. And I asked you, double bill of movies and tell me what the theme is. The theme ended up being Western horror movies. That is Wild Wild West horror movies. And the two movies that you put forward in the poll, which won relatively easy if we're being honest, was The Burrowers and Bone Tomahawk. So you will be getting reviews of both those movies after the first break. Now there is so much happening under the stairs. This is the essentially the last full week of podcasting. We will officially close doors next Thursday on the 24th of September. Christmas Eve, that is. Uh, for about two weeks, um, while I enjoy time with my family, drinking too much, eating too much, and being merry as fuck. But... Until we get there, you still have... uh, I mean, I don't even want to know how to quantify how many episodes are coming. I think there's six dropping this week and two appearing on the Teapots Collective. And then the following week, there's one every single day. So basically from from Thursday, I think you have an episode of Podcast Under the Stairs right up to Christmas Eve. Every single day. Yeah, I know. It's too much. It's far too much. I'm a bad guy. But, I mean... Merry Christmas. It's better to overgive than undergive. You know what I mean? It's better to, to have one too many presents toting than not enough. Which is the dream capital. Is it? I was going to say capitalistic saying, but I think it's just generally people like getting presents. So here are some audio presents, including this one, which you guys asked for and I'm giving to you. So I'm going to take a short break just now. You're going to hear promos for shows that I love. You're going to hear the trailer for The Burrowers. When we return, it's your first of your double bill selections for Listener Choice December, coming right up, right after this. Hey, feeling down? Feeling low? Not enough podcasts about movies in your life? Why not try? They must be destroyed on sight! The new Podcast Cure-All, sure to get you right with the world and on a path to better living. We have exploitation, we have Italian horror, we have zombies, we have slashers, we have crime films, we have spaghetti westerns, we even have sci-fi and sex comedies. So take a dose of... They must be destroyed on sight! As needed, and let the hosts, Lee Russell, Daniel Harper, Paul Romali, and the odd guest host, Cure What Ails Ya. Warning, may cause atrophy. African consumption, black fever, bone shave, chin puff, colic, cramp colic, dropsy of the brain, elephantitis, grocer's itch, jaundice, mania, miasma, mortification, palsy, pox disease, rheumatism, scurvy, St. Anthony's fire, summer complaint, and worm fit in some people. Consult a physician before listening. 
Indians. They killed. They took Marianne, took the whole family. What kind of weapon makes a wound like that? We'll find him. We don't quit. We don't sleep. Looks like you find yourself a hole in the ground there, Will. What do you think, cowboy? I don't know. Another right there. This is something we ain't seen before. Who takes men and horses and leaves the valuables to rot? Woke up. He says another tribe, miners. He didn't say miners. He used the word for an animal's dig, burrow mate. Why would they bury her alive? I don't know. Once you get to Fort Lincoln, you stay with her. We'll pick you up on our way back. back so you just heard the trailer for the burrowers from 2008 this is written and directed by jt petty he of what did jt petty do he did hellbenders which was a fun kind of quirky comedy in a horror vein and he did that sandman the s and man uh, thing which was uh, that movie which highlighted the great directing prowess of the team behind august underground isn't that a phenomenal thing? Um, <laughs> sarcasm is on full display tonight, by the way. I don't know where it's all coming from. Uh, yeah, so he wrote and directed this one. Uh, it is, of course, a Western horror thriller, according to IMDb. And the cast is pretty great. We have Clancy Brown, boy, does it ever. Uh, David Bussey, Harley Corez, Jocelyn Donahue, Alexandra Edmo, uh, Bridget Fleming, Carol Gary. Christopher Hagen, Doug Hutchison, Galen Hutchison, Laura Leighton, William Mapather, um, and some other folks are in here. Synopsis for this one is listed on the MDB is In the Wild West, a rescue party sets out to find a family of settlers that has vanished from their home under mysterious circumstances. Uh, that's right. Um, so I've seen this one years ago and I didn't realise it was available on Amazon Prime, which is if you're in the UK. So I was really looking forward to checking this one out. I remember it being one of those movies that arrived in or around the same time as Dead Birds, which I think was the year before, potentially. And if you listen to the summer series, you will know that Dead Birds made the final conversation, but for whatever reason, the Burrowers didn't. Uh, and to be honest, the years that it landed in anyway, 2008, and depending on where you were in the world, potentially 2009, were two pretty stellar years for horror anyway, so it's probably never really going to make that much of an impact. Um, coming back to it, I was interested to see how it would hold up, and to be honest, The Burrowers actually holds up really fucking well. 
essentially what you have here is a setup which is well it's a classic western setup isn't it you know we're going to have a posse and that posse is going to head out and try and find some people who have vanished and could it be native americans that are behind it maybe could it be you know something else potentially as a horror movie so obviously it's something else um we have a very similar story in bone tomahawk so i mean that could have been the link between the two movies as well as uh, you know rescues in the wild west um but yeah, coming back to it, there's, there's a whole lot to like about this movie. It's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. I think, in parts, it does look a little bit cheap, if I'm honest. Like, the costumes in particular don't feel worn in enough to be of the era. Like, Clancy Brown arrives with the most immaculately white-pressed jacket, which doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense. Although, Clancy Brown, with a beard and a cowboy hat, I mean... They should just had that. That should just be in the movie credits, and I would have been in. Um, I love the the reveal of the creatures in this one. So there's almost a kind of extra sort of vibe about them. The way they walk, these kind of crawling, humanoid, bizarre, strange, fucking looking creatures. I think that's really really cool, and the effect that they have on people that they interact with, almost infecting them to become the same thing, I think is really really cool. That kind of tremors element as well about them existing under the ground, which is a nice added little twist that works once again surprisingly well for me. I, I enjoy seeing those aspects. It's shot really good. I think it has some pacing issues, if I'm honest, particularly on this watch. There's a couple of segments where we're it's one too many rim the campfire scenes, if you know what I mean. Um, and one too many scenes of kind of pent up animosity amongst the posse, which I know why it's in there. Those are kind of totems of the, the the Western genre, but to me they felt a bit disingenuous as they went along. They kind of lost their novelty and a bit of their their niche the more you, it was being shown on the screen. Clancy Brown's brilliant in this one. In fact, most of the cast are okay, but Clancy Brown in particular is the MVP. And uh, they do a good job of making me forget that he, and this is a huge spoiler alert, dies in this movie. And when it happened, I was like, oh shit, did they just kill off Clancy Brown? Holy fuck, they just killed a Kurgan. Um, so yeah, it was, it was kind of funny seeing that happen as well. I think the special effects out with the creature effects are surprisingly good. Um, you don't expect it from... To be honest, I always kind of think that Western horror movies feel like they would be fairly inexpensive to make. But I imagine, you know, you have to build the sets and do all that shit as well. So I imagine it's Duncan's naivete swinging into gear. But, oh, this must be a cheap way. I'm surprised they don't do more of them. But, I mean, trying to get everything to kind of marry up for the time period and add a level of authenticity which doesn't feel like just some guys wearing cowboy gear I suppose is maybe where the issue's running and like I say the Burrowers for the most part manages to toe that line uh, there's plenty of cheese and cliche in here in a good way and there's some that work in a negative towards it overall it's nothing remarkable if I'm honest it is still very much a Let's set out to go and rescue this family. Oh, by the way, most of us, if not all of us, will not survive. Which, once again, is a story you're going to hear me do when we talk about Bone Tomahawk. I think, at times, some of the casting lets it down a little bit in that you have two or three actors in here that are excellent in their performances and some that are kind of yee just putting on the cowboy voice, which is quite easy to see through. Um, and, and got a little bit frustrating. Once again, see Bone Tomahawk for how it's done right. So, 
I don't know. I, I like. I don't think it necessarily holds up as well as I thought it was gonna. I genuinely came in on like this high that what we're going to be getting is my nostalgic memories of the Burrowers, which, like I said before, is a movie that when I saw oh, easily over ten years ago now, uh, I must have saw it in or around when it came out. If I'm honest. I genuinely loved I, once again you don't get many of them I want to say it was Paul Kearney uh, one of the listeners who posted in the podcast page why do we not get a lot of horror westerns if in general whenever they're mentioned in these pages people get quite excited about them I think that's in part the reason that they're held so high in regard I think the fact that there aren't like 20 horror and western movies that you can rattle off the top of your head usually means that there's a fondness for a genre that's not been overused or overexploited, which in itself is a, a novelty in the horror genre. So I think that's maybe where it comes down. So there is a bit of me that gets a little bit giddy when I see, you know, the, the, the horses and the guys in the back of them, the hats, and I know this is a horror movie and things are about to, to, to get interesting. It's one of the reasons that when you watch something like John Carpenter's Vampires, which is essentially a Western, it's a Western horror movie. Yes, it's set in modern day, but it's a Western horror movie the way it's set up. I get that, you know, I get that giddiness. It's one of the reasons I hold that movie as high as I do as well, even though it's got some issues and we know what those are. Um, You know, it arrives in such a way which, you know, just makes me pine for something that isn't overused or easily available. And the Burrowers falls into that. But like I say, it's not the best example of that. Interestingly enough, I think Bone Tomahawk, which we're about to jump on and talk about, is probably the pinnacle of what can be done in this genre. Albeit, certain people believe that movie runs far too long. And it is longer than the Burrowers. So, and I'm already complaining that some scenes in the Burrowers feel a bit long. So why'd I forgive one movie and not the other? And I think it just comes down to direction. And tone as well. There's a couple of goofy bits in the Burrowers that feel kind of almost full comedy, which, you know, is fine to an extent. It, it diffuses some of the tension the movie builds in. The creatures that come on screen, those extra looking creatures, are fucking incredible. And if anything, when they're crawling towards someone, I should feel terrified. And I kind of don't. And I think it's more the mechanism on which it's delivered to the screen that kind of diffuses it. So overall, it's a kind of mixed movie, especially on the rewatch. A lot of it I do really like. I like the creature design. I like the setting. I like the score. Cinematography's okay. Um, I like most of the the cast, and I think the script's alright as well. I feel some scenes feel a bit pushed in. I feel the the actual costumes don't feel lived in, which is an issue because everyone's wearing clothes for several days in the uh, in this sort of era, so they should feel grubby and grimy, and they're not. And, like I say, there are there are bits where the anchor seems to get dropped in the ground to drag things along with, at times, either a little bit of needless exposition or a kind of cliche scene we've put in there to be part of the Western aesthetic we're trying to achieve that feels, on some level, one step too far or overused a little bit. Now, if you put The Pale Door, which is you know, the movie that came out this year, which is your Western horror movie, and put against The Burrowers, The Burrowers wins. And what's interesting about that is those movies are very fucking similar. Um, But, you know, The Burrowers wins for me because there is a craft that J.T. Petty brings to the floor on this one that works very, very well. 
and it helps that he's got Clancy Brown who's an incredible fucking actor and that sells a lot for me there's also some of the gnarlier scenes of torture done to the Native Americans which is uncomfortable to watch I know why they're in here as well but I don't think there's necessarily any pathos to what we see on there which makes it feel a little bit cheap um, So, and that's just an off the cuff criticism that just came to me while we were talking there so overall, The Burrows is fun to revisit. If you've never seen it before, I imagine you'll get quite a lot out of it. If it's been a while, return to it and see if you're like me. You know, you you dig quite a bit of it, but there's some aspects that maybe haven't aged that well or maybe my tastes have just changed in a way where it doesn't necessarily grab me the way it did before. But it's certainly a good, it's certainly a good fun movie that wears its influences and heart on its sleeve and is entertaining. Um, it's just maybe not as good is the movie that you've put it beside, which to me is damn near a masterclass in how to do this. So when it comes to giving a grade to the borrowers, I give it a three and a half. Three and a half out of five, I think is fair. It's somewhere between I liked it and I really liked it. I don't know how quick I'll rush back to check it out, but I'm glad that it's available. And like I say, if you're in the UK, it's available on Amazon Prime. So you can watch that shit under your subscription umbrella. Don't know where it's playing in the States, so maybe... Prime, maybe somewhere else, but I dare say you'll be able to find it, regardless. Okay, let's take a short break. You are going to hear some music. Let's play a little Christmas tune, and you're going to hear the trailer for our next movie, which is the feature presentation of this Listener Choice episode. It's time to get down and dirty with a little bit of Craig Zahler's very own, wait for it, Bone Tomahawk. Coming right up, right after this. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus. And as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. You're a bad banana with a greasy black peel. Just between the two of you, I would take the... 
Socks and your soul is full of gunk, Mr. Grinch. The three best words I would use to describe you are as follows, and I quote, Stag! Stag! Civilized towns. You look a man direct in the face when you talk to him. This isn't comfortable. Oh, it's not supposed to be. Here's a uh, situation. Serious. Mrs. O'Dwyer was abducted. She is my everything, and those savages have got her. God knows what they're doing to her in every second. They'll be delayed. You know who did this? I don't have a name. How many of them do you think there are? It won't matter. You have no chance against any number of them. I'm, I'm coming with you. No, no, I need you here. And this is where the backup's for, to help an emergency, not stay back. I'm coming. We're making a five-day journey in three days, riding long and sleeping the bare minimum. I don't know what's west of here. No cattle trailer or anything else goes in that direction. If our horses die before we get there, or we go into hostile territory, weak and foggy with exhaustion, we won't rescue anybody. Don't be scared. I am a friend. You aren't. 
You had no cause. If you want to question my morals, do it later. Bless us, O Lord, and these thy gifts, which we are about to receive. Welcome back. So you've just heard the trailer for Bone Tomahawk from 2015. This one is directed by S. Craig Zahler, who also wrote the script as well. Uh, the movie has a fucking murderer's row of great character actors. We have Kurt Russell, Patrick Wilson, Matthew Fox, Richard Jenkins, Ali Simmons, even John Keat, David Arquette, Fred Merlimd, Sid Haig, Maestro Harrell, um, James Tolkien... Uh, Zal McLaren, uh, Michael Emery, and some other folks in here. The synopsis for this one is listed on IMDb as In the dying days of the Old West, an elderly sheriff and his posse set out to rescue their town's doctor from cannibalistic cave dwellers. That has not piqued your interest, then you don't know what hit you. I remember when Do- Bone Tomahawk came out and it came out, we found out about it really late in the day, as in literally about two months before it dropped. Oh, by the way, this, gra- this guy, S. Craig Zahler, who writes a lot of scripts and is making the transition to making movies, uh, doing, what is he, black metal music videos, um, is doing this cannibal western movie and my dick got harder than I thought it could at the description of a movie subgenre. Uh, and, I mean, it came out about the same time as Hateful Eight, and as a result, Kurt Russell with his mighty fine western beard didn't have to do much in the way of anything to transition over to this. It's a smaller project, certainly made for a lot less money, and I was interested. I love Kurt Russell. You have me in with Kurt Russell. You have Kurt Russell doing a Wild West performance. Once again, you have me in on that one. And... You know, you've you've teased me with the idea of cannibals, which also gets me in. The thing I love about this movie, and I stress I adore this movie, it was my movie of the year, that year it came out, is that it's specifically designed to be two types of movies. Up front, it is the classic Western. It is the, some, you know, the, the natives have kidnapped our doctor, our child, our local shopkeep or whatever it is and me the sheriff and my posse are going to go out and get this you know rebel and it is that pretty much for about what an hour and 40 minutes of the movie and then the last half an hour is oh shit cannibals and the oh shit cannibal stuff is so violent and so disturbing in parts and so like stomach turning in parts that my jaw fucking dropped. I have heard a lot of people say that they think that this movie has pacing issues. I disagree. 
I've heard a lot of people say that this movie isn't as good as everyone would have you believe. I disagree. I think it is supplanted with incredible performances. The kind of acting duo of Sheriff Hunt, played by Kurt Russell, and Chicory, played by Richard Jenkins, who is downright unrecognisable and fucking phenomenal in this movie. Once again, why there's not a Best Supporting Actor for Richard Jenkins in Bone Tomahawk speaks more to how lop-skewed and wrong the Academy is and just acknowledging anything in this sphere of movie making. But you've got an interesting performance by Matthew Fox, who is an actor who obviously cut his cut his jaw doing a little bit of Lost and they never really lived up to much beyond that. Uh, Patrick Wilson's incredible in this. It's great to see him in a support role and nothing too prominent. Um, the design of the cannibal kind of Native Americans is fucking incredible and I love the idea that they use like bits of bone to communicate with each other as like calling they blow through it to make these kind of honks and horn uh, noises to essentially contact each other I think it's a neat little um, like detail when this movie gets graphic it gets really fucking graphic and I I appreciate that because a lot of the movie up to that is the stuff you've seen in every other western movie and then when the horror kicks in, it's stuff that you've never seen within this genre. Um, now, I, I've even seen... I, I am a big fan of cannibal movies. I've watched maybe too many of them. But the cannibals in this movie feel really fucking real and really disturbing and really unsettling. And that's what I want. I want to feel the same way that I did the first time I watched something like Cannibal Holocaust. In that, if these people really do exist, this terrifies me. Because they are... I, they're this is their food so they're hunting for food and they do not see anything wrong in what they're doing and there's something terrifying about someone who thinks that it's completely rational to kill another person eat them uh, you know what I mean that to me is like slightly off to the side and, and not something that makes me comfortable with and they deliver that aspect really well the kind of torture sequences that come out of this once again are deeply disturbing but work really well and S. Craig Zala is a really interesting director because after this he went to do Brawl in Cell Block 9... 9? Can't remember. Uh, Brawl in Cell Block number. Um, which had Vince Vaughn, which was great. And then he did... Um, Drive to Cross Concrete. Which, once again, I thought was fucking great as well. And he's kind of tackled different genres, but ultimately he has the same formula, which is for most of the movie you think you're watching one thing and then guess what that last half an hour we're going to switch up and increase the tension inc increase the the violence and welcome this is my template and I think it's a great template I think it never worked as well as it works in Bone Tomahawk but I love the other movies I think as well it helps that you have like I say incredible acting Kurt Russell is like jaw-droppingly good in this movie and I don't think he's having to push himself that much for it. I'm not saying he's phoning it in. I'm just saying you've got Kurt Russell, who is an actor who genuinely gives, I think, 100% to any role that he does, regardless if it's a schlocky movie or it's a high-budget Quentin Tarantino movie. And uh, to me, he turns in equally as great performances and hatefully as he does Bone Tomahawk. And I think that speaks to him as an incredible actor who gives it his all. I wish more actors were like this, but sadly, that's not the case. Most of them aren't like that. I mean, when you do the comparison here, this movie's made for under two million. Um, now, compare that with The Hateful Eight, which is a movie that cost all the fucking money. Um, 
I think that's quite interesting and once again it speaks to and this movie feels like it was shot for more but Craig Zeller for the most part just brings in the right tools for the job he lets these actors do what they need to do relies on a very crisp really well written script um, the score for this once again fucking great just fits really 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 well with the aesthetic in the movie and while some people might complain about the pacing I think it fits perfectly with this movie this is a movie about journeying across these uncharted lands to find people that are lost on horses so that's, like if they're there this is not a Star Wars movie where they're like we need to get to the Dagobah sector and then two seconds later fucking they're coming at a light speed this is a long process and the travel is just as important in a movie like this as the you know the ultimate showdown and I think that is balanced incredibly well I mean there's not much more I can say I feel like these re- reviews have both been relatively concise but you picked two good movies guys you picked one good movie and one fucking exceptional movie and it was a joy to come back and watch them I kind of doubled down on what I said earlier on it's a genre that works because it's not got a lot of entries in it interestingly enough um, our friend Danzig has a movie which will be a western horror movie coming next year and we will see how that goes I've got a sneaky suspicion no one might make any for a while after that movie it's going to set a new low if you know what I mean but yeah this is excellent if you've never seen Bone Tomahawk before fucking watch it trust me it is life affirming and life changing in equal measure it is an incredible work of art and for that I give it 5 stars I'm going to take my final break of this episode ladies and gents when I come back I'm closing out the show I'm doing it right after this You're listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. And you've been listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. This has been episode 261. We have been looking at a little bit of the listener choice dream double bill of the Borrowers and Bone Tomahawk. Once again, guys, you have done me proud and selected well. Sadly, the final listener choice episode dropping on Monday next week uh, one week from now is on Muppets Christmas Carol yay I'll be joined by Bo Ransdell and I can't guarantee that anything will be sensible I imagine it's mostly going to be silly uh, and hopefully fully entertaining but we've plenty of shows to drop between now and then and there's a multitude of ways that you can listen to said shows Wherever you're listening to us right now, hit subscribe. That way you get access to the shows as and when they drop and access to the entire back catalogue. Over 800 episodes of Podcasts Under the Stairs available for you just to peruse, pick and listen to for free. Subscribe to Teapots Collective. You get where to begin with Jallo, a little bit of Opera Omnia, Why Not Some Doing the Nasty and of course a bit of Chronicle to boot. It's free over there as well. It's our sister feed. Subscribe to both. You never miss anything I do and it's the best way to support myself. Visit the website. It's teapotscast.com. You can jump across to our merch page teapotscast.bigcartel.com as well. On Facebook, we can be found at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash teapotscast. You can check out the Facebook page for the Teapots Collective on facebook.com forward slash teapotscast. Interact with myself and the Baz on the twin prongs of social media sexiness. Instagram, Twitter, both can be followed at teapotscast. 
the podcast under the stairs will return to you on Wednesday. That's right, motherfuckers. On Wednesday, we return with brand new content. Sadly to say, this is the it's the end of an era. Well, for this year, um, we will be returning to give you a little bit of true crime action. Now, the reason I say it's the end of an era is that I have things to say about this true crime documentary which may infuriate a lot of people in that I'm glad you picked it and I'm returning to see it but I think Beware of Slender Man is a deeply flawed documentary and we'll get into why that is. So it's the end of the Goodwill era of you guys picking great things this year. Um, (laughs) uh, But you make up for it next week when we do some cropsy. So that's where everything is. The circle of life and everything is balanced. Isn't that a great fucking thing? Uh, so yeah, we're doing Beware of Slender Man this coming Wednesday. Until then, wherever you are, whatever the time zone is and whatever you're up to in this big bad world of ours, please take care of yourselves out there. This is Duncan McLeish broadcasting live from under the stairs and I am signing off. Mm-hmm.